She don't want to be anybody else. She's the one in total control of the thing. Don't you want it to be on a spin? What I want, what I want, total control of the thing. Rumor on the street is that her apples are delicious. The jury says she's charming, but her exes say she's wicked. Swear to God, I see her howling at the sky. She don't out to get your butcher's bed on the side. It's a nice song. I like it. I just do edit that. Better did a better version. That was good enough for government work. TikTok and Instagram and YouTube. So um, maybe if you're coming from YouTube, thank you. Please follow me on YouTube. I need more followers, and then I <clears throat> then I can go live and be uh, have like uh, black belt barrister on my show. I need a thousand subscribers, I believe, to be able to go live on YouTube. YouTube. So uh, yes, please. <clears throat> and thanks for the 5,000 plus subscribers um, and tens of thousands of likers out there on all my social media stuff. One of these days, uh, you know, even Kevin at DHS. Hey, Kevin. Even Kevin at DHS won't be able to hold me down. Hey, Kevin, I need some PP for my own world. Kevin. Kevin. Kevin, I know you're right there, listening to me, and I know you're right there, Kevin at the go fuck yourself, and I'm telling you, cease and desist. Suppressing my podcast and my communications and my fucking everything, because otherwise I would be, I would be, um, I would have my own fucking syndicated show by now. You guys are holding me back. Fuck you, Kevin. It's, it's probably you're probably all called Kevin in your department, fuckers. So shout out to SNL. That's a good uh, sketch. Kevin, the Kevin's a DHS. Should tweet. Should tweet SNL that covers the DHS fucking like suppressing our podcasts. <clears throat> anyway, um, thanks to my stand-up improv show. It's called the Truman Reverse Truman Show. Okay, if anybody is asking, it's Reverse Truman Show. You know, Truman was on. He was broadcast without his knowledge. Well, when we turn that on society, that formula, we would just broadcast everything we fucking do. And uh, then it's our message and our message only. And here's a challenge to Mr. Trump. This is going to be a joke. This is a confirmation belt. But this is a good joke. Okay. Um. <laughs> Here's a challenge to Mr. Trump. 
um, of hay, f and also here's the title, Hey Fuck Face Orange Clown. Emojis. Why don't you start your own podcast? Why don't you, why don't you start a podcast? Oh, yeah. Anything you say can and will be held against you, motherfucker. And will be held against you in a court of law. Courts of law. Motherfucker. MF. Okay. Yeah, I think I was... I was made to be a lawyer. <laughs> um, that's good for sticker. Made to be, I was made to be a lawyer. For a song by the litigious. <laughs> um, Here's a tweet for Amber Turds. Uh, <clears throat> you should be, uh, you and I should both follow. Our national, natural inclinations in life um, one of our shared gifts is to become an attorney become a lawyer <clears throat> you and I are a genius in that respect. You'd be a criminal defense lawyer. I mean, that's pretty good. She can get $2 million reward out of that. <clears throat> You know, good job. That's pretty freaking amazing. And with that idiot lawyer. <laughs> anyway. Time to go get some, uh, get some lunch. Would you like to come with me? Okay. You're enjoying the ASMR in the background, the sound of real live roosters and chicks. Lots of chicks. Chicks eating. Chicks hanging out. 
with the desert pigeons, desert doves. Quail, oh, peacocks, and um, oh. gobble, 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 gobble. Oh well, they didn't respond. But some uh, turkeys, turkeys, aka turkey butts. Yeah, so the reverse Truman Show. You're um, you're with me pretty much all the time. Love it or shove it, dude. Yeah, you're welcome, universe. Doing a podcast about how to live your life since nobody dares tell you before how to live your life. <clears throat> Nobody cared, probably. Oh, it, yeah. Got a slow, I gotta make a sign, slow chip coughing. <laughs> slow, look down, slow, Chick crossing, chick crossing, and then a little picture of a chick, cheeky. How are you guys doing? Are you all right? Huh? Yeah. Need some water, huh? Okay, so in uh, so in my podcast about how to. <coughs> Little life and it's talking about like caring for other things, whether it be your family or my birdie buddies or my plants, as my father would say, his plants in his terrible British accent. Mine's much better. Mine's proper Oxford. I actually worked for Oxford University Press. It's one of my dreams. One of my dreams. Hmm, that's a great title for something. Lovely, smashing. It's a lovely day. A British BBC One. BBC Two. Wow. BBC Three. BBC Four. BBC One! 
<laughs> Far out, dude. Right. Thank you. Yeah, I, was, I, know, I was trying to. I was late trying to wait for you, but I was like, I'm, I'm hungry. I'll have to finish the rest of this thing up. I got milk. I got all that shit for you. I got milk, chicken, I got fucking hamburgers. Shush up, man. You good? Yeah. Far out, dude. Okay, just putting this up so I got moved all the stuff over the girls over there. Cleared the way. I put a bunch of plants out back this morning. I gotta come up and do and do some packing today though. I'm sending it up so it's like a nice uh, little um baby oh, baby here. nursery. <laughs> what, for uh, no, I didn't actually. Really? I'm putting some of that like um <laughs> terracotta stain. No way. That's <laughs> it's not perfect. good for you. No, it's not. It's got lime in it. Don't do that. Oh really? I think so. What's wrong with lime? Uh, well, it will it pretty much make you sick. Can it can? It's no good. How can it make me sick? Lime, because lime is what you get. Lime poisoning is what makes your feet fall off when you're con when you do when you do concrete. It'll eat your feet up. What? It'll eat your feet up. It'll eat your like first time I ever did it. I stuck my hand in it. And it was uh, mixing. The guy goes, "You're gonna be fucked." I'm sorry for that, man. That fucking was. Lime will eat your scalp. Was it like burn or what? Mm -hmm. Does it burn when you put it on? No. Nope. All right. When you wash it out, it might. <laughs> I wouldn't put that stuff in your hair. That's your construction. <laughs> <laughs> it works really great. You want to share? <laughs> huh? I really. said it works really great. It's not really. It's yeah, a color. It's a color that I <laughs> that I wanted. You gotta get you some dye. I don't know. Check, uh, check the. Uh, are you sure it has some lime in it? I, I think so. Check the ingredients. You got it, don't you? Maybe it doesn't. Oh yeah. But like the. Um, Maybe it doesn't, but it's made for concrete. The so. label is kind of messed up. What is this? A, a dye? Why would a, why would a dye have lime lime in it? Uh, well, because it's you know because it's for concrete. It's like a bonding agent or something? We only know it's just for, just for some dye. Look, look at that. Well, what do you know? What do you know? <laughs> what do you know, the show? Yeah. So anyway, I'm turning that area into a, lo a little baby nursery for the, the chicks. Like, uh, let the, the chicks that are hanging out right now. Yeah, Nicole. It's right here. Thank you. It's kind of lush and foresty back here. It's getting to be kind of like nice and jungly with some, uh, you know, like, actually want it to be like a archway, arched uh, and food growing 
hanging down. It's quite dramatic. Saw that the ping dong. Um, they have like an agricultural festival or something. Um, and uh, yeah, I saw it and they were growing. There are all kinds of gourds growing. So, I'm put a bit of ketchup, catsup. What's up, ketchup? And I like a little mustard as well. And uh, mayonnaise. Um, thought it was amusing. I found and talked about this in a previous podcast about how uh, mayonnaise people don't never ask for mayonnaise in prison. Just checking out my um, my hair, just like the color. I need some um, guacamole with sauce. It'd really be nice to have some uh, avocados. Avocados are a good source of, uh, let's call it like a good fat. Um, it actually, um, for example, Um, well, it's plant, it's plant fat. And so it actually helps speed up your metabolism. Even though it's fat, but it's the good fats. The good fats, this thing they don't, they didn't teach you in nutrition, which is a good title for my TED talk. Things I don't teach you about and nutrition. Mm. Like, um, I got like morning anorexia. Like when you refuse to eat breakfast. Um, I did. That well, it would be great. Instead of breakfast, that's calories, right? Consumed. Well, not only do those first calories of the day, like, get your metabolism kicking for the day, but um, 
Jones. So that eat something in the morning and usually it's like a protein or um a goat meal is perfect. Um if you're gonna have meat, if you have to have meat, that like that in the morning would be the best time. You know, maybe just but like everything in moderation. Everything in moderation, man. I'm a moderate. So like I'm not even a Democrat anymore, I'm a mo fucking moderate. I'm gonna moderate before between your idiots. Two extreme points. Like if you looked at American politics and politicians and all they stand for on a political scale, compare them to other countries. Both parties are right wing. <laughs> I mean look at it like political science scientist. Like uh, what I can call myself, alumni, Berkeley alumni scholar, or twice recipient. And, uh, hmm. I went to it once. I just realized maybe I've been lying all this time. I, I just got it once. <laughs> My bad. I got kind of much confused talking about my own accomplishments. Mm. And possibly overstep. Probably, I think. I think I applied, or did I apply for two or three times? Mm. At any rate. <clears throat> Thanks for tuning into the Gabinate show. <laughs> and um, let's get back to our uh, Blackout Bear shirt, man. This is very entertaining. I don't know about y'all, but well, I do know about y'all. That's what, probably why you came to this podcast, because you want to hear some commentary. Comedic commentary. Jersey Sun worked for Talk Radio, a sister company of The Sun, also owned by Rupert Murdoch, and Dan Wooten, also at that time, at the very least, worked for the same place. This, along Rupert with some Murdoch. other concerns about am I going to some dinner party and so on, but as I said, I'm not going into those in this video, rather I'm going to look at the judgment and issues that I take with this judgment and that I've read that other lawyers take with this judgment and go through those. But again, as I said, I'm going to start with the appeal first of all. So naturally, because permission to appeal was sought, there are two judgments. The condensed appeal judgment, refusing permission to appeal, and the more substantive judgment from Dr. the original B. trial. The appeal judgment does refer to some of the contents of the original judgment, but not all of it, because it was so lengthy. And in fact, it says so. It's important to note that in the United Kingdom, Appeals are pretty rare in the grand scheme of things because permission to appeal is not granted lightly. 
the hearing of appeal is limited to a review of the decision of the lower court and ordinarily it will not receive any oral evidence or evidence that was not before the original lower court. When deciding an appeal, the appeal will be allowed where the decision was wrong or unjust because of a serious procedural or other irregularity of the lower court. But this didn't even get that far because permission to appeal was refused. Now this is because if part of the appeal is simply to raise questions of fact, and not errors of law or procedure or some other substantive ground of appeal, then the appellate court is not going to grant permission because it doesn't want to overturn a judge's findings of fact purely based on factual questions, unless, of course, there is substantial new evidence that does change the circumstances. But as I said, the starting point is that the appeal court is not going to hear new evidence. The test for permission to appeal is that there must be a real prospect of success or some other good reason for the appeal to be heard. And this, again, is normally based on errors of law, errors of procedure, or that the decision was plain wrong in terms of the law that it applied. But again, as I said, the court is not going to look to overturn a judge's findings of fact purely on that basis of questions. Jumping straight to the conclusion for the judgment of refusing permission to appeal, the court said we would accordingly dismiss both Mr Depp's application for permission to adduce further evidence and his application for permission to appeal. As we have said, it is not easy to persuade this court to overturn the findings of a trial judge on purely factual questions. We do not believe there's a real prospect of it being prepared to do so in this case. So then I'm going to turn to the substantive judgment and say that many lawyers have observed that there are a number of inferences drawn by the judge and assumptions made. Now whilst this can be normal throughout judgments, the amount and the degree of assumptions and inferences made and drawn without, without, as some lawyers put it, full judicial reasons, it does raise cause for concern as to whether the judge simply took Amber at her word whilst mm -hmm. discounting other evidence she blew the judge without any real substantial reason for doing so. Obviously. So whilst no lawyer will be quick to criticise a judge, I'm going to go through some of the things that gave me cause for concern, and probably for this video, starting with the credibility issues that have been raised about Amber Heard and her evidence which I feel should have raised a significant concern as to the credibility of her evidence, which were ultimately dismissed by the judge. So I'll go through them and explain some of them using bits of the judgment itself. And you can let me know in the comments for each of these things that are raised, whether you think that this really does raise significant concerns as to her credibility as to whether she should have been believed throughout this trial. So just so that you know how this generally works, a judge will hear the evidence of both parties and often say, I prefer the evidence of X or Y party as a way of giving reasons for their decision. So they will hear the evidence of both sides and they will very often say, I prefer the evidence of this party because gave the evidence clearly. It was backed up by other factual evidence, other forms of evidence which corroborates their account and therefore more believable. Things that should ordinarily go against a party are prior dishonest statements, prior bad character, prior convictions, or anything that generally calls the credibility of that person into question. For example, if somebody is prepared to lie to an authority or a person in authority, this would ordinarily be something that would go against a person's credibility and therefore they should be less believable. 
There are some arguments as to whether this is a related or connected or tangential issue which is so far removed from the issue in question that it shouldn't have an effect on their credibility. But generally speaking, if someone is found to be prepared to lie to an authority, generally they should be taken to be less credible. And finally, just before I move into that analysis of these credibility issues, I just want to highlight that the difference between the way these trials were heard in the US and the UK are significantly different. In the US, of course, it was heard by a jury, so all members had to be convinced unanimously, having heard all of the evidence. Together with the differences of evidence, which I explained in my previous video, i.e. Amber Heard was the defendant in the US trial and subject to disclosure, or as they call it, discovery. Whereas she was not subject to the same strict rules in the United Kingdom because she was not a party to the claim. So any claims online that she won or they won in the UK in my view, are not accurate because she was not a party to the claim. Whereas, of course, in the UK, it was heard by a single judge, although there is a provision within the Defamation Act 2013 under Section 11 where it could have been heard by a jury in the UK if the court ordered so, because the default position is that it is not heard by a jury unless the court orders otherwise. So it's my personal view that a case of this magnitude and significance should have been heard by a jury, but ultimately it landed on the lap of one single judge. So moving to the first issue of credibility against Amber Heard, that being of Savannah Macmillan, who was said to be her assistant in the UK, and the argument was as to whether or not she was unlawfully working as her assistant in the United States. And specifically relating to a letter dated the 28th of September 2014, that was sent to the Department of Homeland Security in the following terms. My name is Amber Heard. I'm a proud, lawful American citizen. I'm writing this letter in response to a fraudulent report made against my English friend Savannah Macmillan. It has come to my awareness that while spending time visiting me in the United States, someone made a false claim against her, stating without any proof or corroboration that she was unlawfully working for me. As her friend, I can say truthfully and unequivocally that this allegation is entirely false. It was clearly made from the safety of anonymity in order to satisfy a personal vendetta. This allegation absolutely bears no merit, worth or truth. I would like to go on record as saying that Savannah McMillan is a personal friend and to my knowledge has never worked unlawfully or otherwise in the United States or for me. I regret that the precious time of our immigration agencies has been bastardised on such a petty personal matter, made out of malice, not yeah, truth. Enjoy. I would like to request that this fraudulent mm. report be removed pending the confirmation of its baseless and false stance. I expect the same standards that we hold as pillars in our great justice system. Be allied, as it was written, to immigration policies as they serve at the forefront in representing the United States and her values. Since I expect further investigation to reveal the statements made above as true, I hope that your agency will see to it that no further inconvenience will befall my friend in her attempts to continue discovering our beautiful country. Thank you for your time. And signed Amber Heard. Now, this letter was said to be a lie because Savannah Macmillan was working in the United States as Amber Heard's assistant. Now, this was confirmed by Kate James, who had been Amber Heard's assistant in the United States. She said in her witness statement that the letter from Amber Heard 
falsely claimed that Savannah was just a friend and not an employee. Now, Kate James also appended to her witness statement a check made out to Savannah Macmillan for $1,625. Some might take the firm view that Kate James would be in the best position to know whether Savannah was working for Amber Heard as her assistant in the United States, and secondly, that because there was a check attached to her witness statement would also prove that she was being paid by Amber Heard as her assistant in the United States. However, in response to this, Amber Heard said, since Savannah did not have much money, I occasionally gave her money. And as you can see here, accepting that she would often refer to the money she gave to Savannah as payments. Although trying to explain that away by saying it was to minimize discomfort and embarrassment to her for receiving the money, and that they were partly for expenses like shopping and errands. Personally, I don't accept this excuse, but ultimately saying that she wasn't working for her in the United States. Now, if you take the view that Amber Heard did lie to Homeland Security in this letter, that would be a significantly serious issue against her credibility. However, the judge in this trial simply said at paragraph 112, I'm afraid that I did not find Miss James a satisfactory witness. She'd been dismissed by Amber Heard in February 2015, and the circumstances of her termination still appeared to be the cause of rancor with Miss James. Now, in other words, the judge didn't believe Miss James because she'd been fired by Amber Heard, despite the fact that she attached to her witness statement a check made out to Savannah Macmillan, which on most people's assessment would be some kind of proof that that was in fact the case. Now, just as a sideline, this also goes against one of the judge's way of approaching the evidence in this case in that the judge said that someone coming to court to give evidence under oath made them a more reliable witness. So applying that approach, Kate James really should have been believed. Another sideline regarding this letter is at paragraph 114 of the judgment, which the judge describes as a subsidiary issue which was addressed by Mr. Sherborne in his closing speech. That being that this letter contained two different spellings of Savannah Macmillan's surname. Mr. Sherborne submitted that Savannah was unlikely to have made these errors herself, both of which were inconsistent with the spelling of her surname in the email address that she seems to use. Mr. Sherborne further observed that Amber Heard had spelt Savannah's surname in a similar way in relation to Amber's prosecution in Australia for bringing dogs into the country illegally which is something else I'm going to come back to. So all in all, I find it difficult to accept that the evidence taken together with the check made out to Savannah Macmillan could be discounted to come to the conclusion that she did not work for Amber Heard in the United States. My personal view, and you can let me know yours in the comment section below, is that she did work for Amber Heard in the United States. That's my personal opinion. And if that is the case, then Amber Heard did lie to Homeland Security, and I think that's a significant concern. However, at paragraph 115 of the judgment, the judge says, while there may be some force in Mr. Sherborne's observations, in my view it takes the matter no further. Whoever drafted the letter, it had been signed by Amber Heard and thereby accepting responsibility for its contents as she accepted in her evidence. So again, as I say, I don't know why Mr. Sherborne's observations didn't take the matter any further. I personally think it should, but I'm not the judge. So now to the second issue, which was the issue of importing dogs into Australia, which the judge deals with from paragraph 116. Coming straight to the point, at paragraph 126, the judge confirms in his judgment that this offence to which Amber Heard pleaded guilty involved knowingly making a false statement. And as Ms. McCallan said, this was not a trivial offence. But in this paragraph, the judge says, its nature is so far removed from the evidence which Ms. Heard gave in this trial, that its relevance for her credibility is marginal at most. Now again, I call upon you to leave your comments and thoughts in the box below. 
because in my view, lying to an authority about illegally importing dogs into a country is relatively serious, and she pleaded guilty. And what's the... I'll move on to what's described as a more significant allegation, that being that Amber Heard tried to get false evidence from Kevin Murphy and Kate James for the purposes of the criminal proceedings against her in Australia. When making arguments about this, as described at paragraph 128 of the judgment, Mr. Sherborne relied on a series of emails between Amber Heard... Oh, man. Oh, that was weird. Got a guy looking for named Larry. S. Uh, I don't know. Um, sounded like he was. Uh, anyway, I don't want to talk about it. Um, I'm going to get back to the show. Austin, which is Amber Heard's entertainment lawyer, Marty Singer, and another one of Johnny Depp's lawyers. So again, I'll read you the contents, and you can let me know what you think in the comment section below. This is from paragraph 129 of the judgment. On the 9th of October 2015, Amber Heard wrote to Carl Martin and Marty Singer in respect of these dogs, remember, as follows. The only thing we are missing is evidence of the process being initiated, however not completed, and therefore the dogs weren't taken on the trip. That is obviously harder to prove since it involves documenting something that didn't happen. However, since I know we attempted to bring them at least once before the Australian trip, I can ask Kate to include that in her statement if that would be helpful. On the 11th of October 2015, Amber Heard wrote to Kevin Murphy, forwarding that email chain and saying, Kevin, what do you think? Could you possibly reach out for us? Do you think you could get her to do it? On the same day, Marty Singer wrote an email to Amber Heard saying as follows, I don't know what your relationship with Kate James is at this time since you fired her. You have to be careful that she'll cooperate and will not go public if you ask her not to be truthful. Now, on any assessment of credibility, trying to get someone else to make a false statement in and of itself is inherently dishonest and should impinge someone's credibility. However, at paragraph 134 of the judgment, the judge says, I had no evidence that Kate James was, in any event, actually asked to sign a statement of any kind and in any event, no evidence that she was asked to sign an untruthful statement. In other words, regardless of whether there was any pressure from Amber Heard to make word. a false statement, she wasn't actually asked to sign a false statement. And whilst Kevin Murphy said in re-examination that he refused to ask Kate James to make a false statement, the fact that he did make a false statement in the Australian proceedings, under pressure from Amber Heard, the judge in this case said job. that is not an encouraging starting point for the submission that his evidence is now to be believed. And then goes on to say that I do not accept that Amber Heard sought to pressurise Mr Murphy into making a false statement for the Australian proceedings, and accordingly I do not consider the allegations regarding either Kate James or Kevin Murphy impinge on the credibility yeah, of Amber Heard. <laughs> so in other words, it seems to me, and I'd be interested in your comments below, it seems to me that because Kevin Murphy was willing to make a false statement in the Australian proceedings, that made him less credible in saying that it was Amber Heard that pressured him to do so. Even though there was an email exchange written by Amber Heard, which I'll repeat for emphasis, where she says that is obviously harder to prove since it involves documenting something that didn't happen. However, since I know we attempted to bring them at least once before the Australian trip, 
Can I ask Kate to include that in her statement, if that would be helpful? And then again in the other email I referred to, do you think you could get her to do it? And if you are in any doubt about that, the third email might be useful from Marty Singer writing to Amber Heard saying, you have to be careful, she will cooperate and will not go public if you ask her not to be truthful. Now again, there is more discussion within that section of the judgment, but personally, I take the opinion that if Amber Heard was forcing someone to make a false statement and trying to get someone else to make a false statement, that that should have impinged on her credibility. And Say hey to Jarvis. No. Your AI writing assistant makes it no way. easy to write content for your blog. I'll say no let's way. Let's not lose sight of the fact that this was an offence to which Amber Heard pleaded guilty. But yet again, and despite all of that, the judge came to the conclusion that this did not impinge on her credibility. Oh. Another one that I'll deal with fairly briefly was in respect of trying again. to grease. Again. Must have blown the judge. Again. <laughs> the term was used a vet to procure necessary documentation for said dogs. Again, this pertained to an email from Kate James, exhibited to her witness statement, received from Amber Heard, dated the 21st of September 2013, which read as follows. Can you maybe help Kevin procure a slightly altered health doc that has their shots recorded as two days before, so they can all leave together on the 25th? Do we have a vet we could grease? Connection? Question mark. In response to this, in her fifth witness statement, Amber Heard says this was Johnny's language, not hers, thus effectively blaming Johnny Depp. And again, although there was an email from Amber Heard on the face of it appearing to be dishonest, the judge, once again at paragraph 153, came to the conclusion, I take Amber Heard's denial that it originated with her as final. It does not, therefore, impinge on her credibility. Just one more that I'll talk about in this video before I cut it so that it's not far too long are the audio recordings, which I personally think are very strong evidence. Audio recordings are normally strong evidence because if you want to hear what really happened at a certain time, despite someone's evidence in court, the audio recordings are generally the best way to go. Just before talking about this, I will tell you a very brief story without any detail to compromise confidentiality, but in the case that I was involved in, there were significant amounts of witness statements and an audio recording. The audio recording was in stark contrast to the witness statements, and in that case, the judge did hear the entirety of this audio recording and took that as the truth of what happened, cutting through all of the evidence in court, all of the written testimony and the oral evidence given on oath in court, the audio recordings told the true story of what really happened. And so as with any audio or video evidence, I think the best way for you to make your mind up about this is to listen to portions of this audio, bearing in mind that the allegation here is that Amber Heard was the violent one and that this should go against her credibility throughout this claim, because what was said to be admissions of aggression and violence by Amber Heard against Johnny Depp was different to what she said in her evidence in court. So have a listen to this clip of the audio first, and then I'll tell you what the judge said. All right, and then I didn't punch you, and by then the way. You, I'm sorry that I didn't uh, you, uh, uh, hit you across the face in a proper slap, but I'm just kidding you. It was not punching you. But you're not punched. Don't tell me what it feels like to be punched. You, you know, you've been a lot of times. been around a long time. No, when you fucking have a closed fist. You get punched. You got hit. I'm sorry I hit you like this, but I did not punch you. I did not fucking deck you. I fucking was hitting you. you I don't know what the full motion of my actual hand was, but you're 
fine. I did not hurt you. I did not punch you. I was hitting you. How are your toes? How, what am I supposed to do? Do this? How are your I, toes? I'm not sitting here bitching about it, am I? You are. Uh, That's the difference between me toes. and you. You're a fucking baby. Because you start physical <laughs> fights? I'm a baby! Because Shut the fuck up! Because you start physical fights? I did start a physical fight. Yeah, you did, so I had because, to get the fuck out of there. Yes, you did. So you did the right thing, the big thing. The, you know what? You're admirable. So paragraph 175, the judge concluded, in my view, no great weight is to be put on these alleged admissions by Amber Heard to aggressive, violent behavior. And justifies it by saying a witness giving evidence in court does so under an oath or affirmation to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Questioning can be controlled by the judge. Questions which are unclear can be rephrased. If a question is not answered, it can be pressed subject to the court's control. And if still unanswered, may be the proper subject of comment. None of those features apply to these conversations, which in an event, according to Amber Heard, had a purpose or purposes different from simply conveying truthful information. In other words, because these audio recordings weren't given by a person under oath in court giving evidence, they are less reliable as to what actually happened. Now, whilst we're all familiar with the rules of hearsay by now, which is a statement not made in oral evidence, which is truth of the matter stated, as I said, I maintain the view that audio recordings do show you exactly what happened. And in my personal view, this is evidence that she was being aggressive and violent. I personally believe these were admissions of violence. I personally believe these were admissions that she was the one being aggressive and hitting Johnny Depp. But as I said, I'm not a judge, but you let me know your thoughts and comments in the box below. If you're still with me, thank you for listening thus far. Please like the video and subscribe. I will be back. There is more. But in the meantime, thank you for Desert Disability can help you get the right. Social Security Disability Benefits. Hey, man, deserve. no commercials. Our attorneys are well This is a commercial for his own. Thank you for your cooperation. Anyway, welcome back to the... Just for Governor show, and we've been listening. We've been listening to this um, black belt barrister in England, and uh, the Trista show will be moving on to um, we'll be moving on to another. Um, black belt barrister video these are great aren't they so and in fact if you're here that long you're probably into it like I am so let's get back to it man I'm, I'm asking this guy if you, uh, I can interview him on his show look at this uh, we've got a, uh -oh. we've got a look you know what we're gonna do right now we're gonna look at the people that support her would you look at that when you start reading the Johnny Depp Amber Heard case in more detail, when you notice yourself, start siding with Amber. Exactly, yep. There we go. 59,000 retweets. And this was a couple of days ago. And I want to put into perspective when this happened, okay? Because this is what it is, right? Shitty personality? Well, yeah. I mean, listen, it's just, it is what it is, right? Huh. But... It, the brainless people? Well, they're just fucking stupid. Complete timeline of the Johnny Depp uh, accusation. Let, let's look down over here. Excerpt from today's trial live stream. If you ever wonder why you're seeing an overwhelming approach Johnny Depp support on social media, or why you can't escape the propaganda on YouTube, no matter how many times you click not interested. Oh, what's this? 
find targeted attacks. And so we're kind of like okay. online investigators for celebrities and high profile figures. Early 22. Okay, I want some more of this barrister. I'm doing a show on him. This this is a show on Black Belt Barrister, man. So sorry about the detour. But uh, credibility in UK. I ever heard credibility reopen. Mm-hmm. Visual injustice route to reopen appeal. Amber heard the effective opponent. UK barrister reaction decorated just possible route to reopen UK appeal. Johnny Depp wins defamation claim. Black belt barrister. Okay, yes. Welcome back to the channel. If you haven't heard by now, Johnny Depp has won his defamation case against Amber Heard in the United States. She had a counterclaim against him, and most of that was unsuccessful, bar for one part of it. Johnny Depp originally sued Amber Heard for $50 million, and she countersued for $100 million. The jury deciding the case on behalf of the court awarded Johnny Depp $15 million, comprising of $10 million in compensatory damages, which is damages to compensate the person for the damage that they see has been caused, and an additional $5 million in punitive damages. Punitive damages is designed to punish the party that has done something wrong. Although in accordance with the state's legal limits, this has been capped to $350,000. So the total amount to Johnny Depp is $10.35 million. And the amount awarded in favor of Amber Heard is $2 million. That's in our view on the panel that I joined with Legal Bites just an hour or so ago. We collectively believe that that is by the way, Congress should uh, should uh, pass a res resolution to charge Mr. Trump and the uh, co-conspirators at Fox and in the Congress itself uh, with with insurrection. You know, it'll pass the House of Representatives and it won't uh, probably won't pass the Senate, of course, because Carson Cinema will stupid ass because Anyway, um, she was bought up for 750000 from Big Pharma, by the way. So I'm running against Kirsten Cinema in 2024, as well as Presidente. Anyway, let's get back to the show. ...was successful on. The statement was so detailed and specific that the jury found in her favor for that particular element. However, ultimately, of course, it is in Johnny Depp's favor with a net sum of some $8.35 million. The way this works, however, as I understand it, is that he will have to pay over the $2 million in whatever form that he will prefer, and vice versa. She will have to pay the $10.35 million over to him. Now, uh -huh. many people have raised the question, what She's does this say about... No, everybody wants to know how is she going to pay for it. <laughs> That'd be a funny um, comedy. She's going to have to pimp her little ass out. That's my prediction. <laughs> Just uh, it's not funny. No, it's, it is funny. She's going to have to play Hi, Elon. Hi. You're looking good these days. <laughs> How would you like to boff me some more? And uh, with threesomes as your faves, some of your faves, of course. With what's her face?
Oh. Or whatever, you know. You can bang my ex-girlfriend Natasha Van Reese if you want. Ha 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 ha. It's a joke, my Natasha Van Reese. She's just, just gonna offer up. She's gonna try to pimp out Rocky. <laughs> can have Rocky and me and a threesome. Ha <laughs> To Elon Musk. She's gonna propose some different type of threesomes. Okay, how about me and Ta Natasha Van Reese? No. Bueno, bueno, qué linda. Hola. Arriba y arriba. Para bailar la bamba. Bamba, bamba, bamba. He, he just like messes up that. That's a, it. Needs to be secured because I mean this is summer, man. All right, they go around like two or three times a day because the pig keeps knocking over their water. That's dangerous in the summer. Hi, babies. Bamba, bamba. La de mi mamá ponían todos los días. Yeah, I'm getting, uh, los huevos no son, um, yeah, I barely get any eggs, I mean, like they, so I'm trying to separate, I'm trying to put away the, put in the cage the, the two big hens that always eat the, all the freaking eggs. You got a surplus of roosters. <laughs> well, I got a lot of hens um, that right now that are that are um, they have babies to look after, or um, like there are three hens in there. They're um, 
there are no eggs. But they're broody. They insist on being broody. They're but they're not laying, you know. So because. They're broody and there's nothing you can do. You know, apparently you have to just wait like a month. Oh, look, this one got away again. <laughs> I think this one's in love with my mom. Hi there. Hello. How are you doing? Huh? Are you gonna are you gonna go and jump up and say are hi? Scratch. Hi, baby. Oh, it's oh, so sweet. How docile. So it's a sweetie. Thank you for the food, yeah. That's the one that. that <laughs> he wants to say hi. Ah, mira qué linda. Yo no cabeza negra. They like hi. Yeah, they do. Like what? Es una raza distinta. You can really see us here, eh? That's kind of cute, cute thing es about it. It's a different race. What? What? What is this, niña? What do you say? What do you say? It's a different race. It's a different breed. Of, different breed, yeah, the blackheads. Yeah. Es uh, como el medicino, medis, medicina, la medicina. Uh, eh. uh, el, uh, el pollo negro como esa uh, en As Asia <laughs> es como Mira la medicina. You can you can tell in, in China like this the um, eating this kind of chicken is medicinal. <laughs> This this kind, the black one? Yeah. Dice que en China la son medicinales. Las gallinas negras. Todo negra, como esta. La negra, toda negra. Es una raza de pollo que regalan como medicina. Una buena, buena vida. Trista tiene buena. Trista tiene muy buena vida. Sí. Mira, desde que yo estoy aquí, no me siento nada de dolor. Sí. No tiene dolor, nada. Nada, nada. Y allá en, en Nueva York, ¿a dónde que vivimos? Ya ni me acuerdo. Moro Valley. In Orovale. Yeah, she likes it much better. Because <laughs> it probably reminds her of Cuba and of her youth, um, which is, you know, it's my aims to, uh, you know, remind myself of Taiwan. With Taiwan I think, and Cuba, I think they're very similar, kind of like their islands, kind of tropical, subtropical. Um, you know, you can tell her like tell her that Taiwan is uh, I think Taiwan. Pienso que Taiwan es es muy similar a Cuba. Uh oh. Pienso. ¿Quién andaba desnuda? Right there. What? Death on a wire. Eh? Dead lizard. Oh. Yeah.
Yeah, oh, we're still alive. alive. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it's caught. Hi, Mimi. Oh, my God. Ay, ¿Quién andaba desnuda? Ay, Nadie, man. Sí, la mujer de. No sé dónde sacaste. Sí, están tres legs. Yo sentí que. Eh, Trista dijo que estaba más. No, 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 Pasa de la mano. 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 Pasa de la m